Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is June 22nd, and we will be reading paragraphs 1349 through 1356 today. And it is the feast of Saints John Fisher and Thomas More. Great uh, political heroes of the Catholic faith, I guess. Uh, we are still in the middle of the sacrament of the Eucharist, so listen closely. We begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The liturgy of the Word includes the writings of the prophets, that is, the Old Testament, and the memoirs of the apostles, their letters and the Gospels. After the homily, which is an exhortation to accept this word as what it truly is, the word of God, and to put it into practice. Come the intercessions for all men, according to the apostles' words, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings and all who are in high positions. The presentation of the offerings, the offertory, then, sometimes in procession, the bread and wine are brought to the altar. They will be offered by the priest in the name of Christ in the Eucharistic sacrifice in which they will become his body and blood. It is the very action of Christ at the Last Supper, taking the bread and a cup. The church alone offers this pure oblation to the Creator when she offers what comes forth from his creation with thanksgiving. The presentation of the offerings at the altar takes up the gesture of Melchizedek and commits the Creator's gifts into the hands of Christ, who, in his sacrifice, brings to perfection all human attempts to offer sacrifices. From the very beginning, Christians have brought, along with the bread and wine for the Eucharist, gifts to share with those in need. This custom of the collection, ever appropriate, is inspired by the example of Christ, who became poor to make us rich. Those who are well off, and, though, and who are also willing, give as each chooses. What is gathered is given to him who presides to assist orphans and widows, those whom illness or any other cause has deprived of resources, prisoners, immigrants, and, in a word, all who are in need. The, the anaphora. With the Eucharistic prayer, the prayer of thanksgiving and consecration, we come to the heart and summit of the celebration. In the preface, the Church gives thanks to the Father, through Christ, in the Holy Spirit, for all his works, creation, redemption, and sanctification. The whole community thus joins in the unending praise that the church in heaven, the angels, and all the saints sing to the thrice holy God. In the Epiclesis, the church asks the Father to send his Holy Spirit, or the power of his blessing, on the bread and wine, so that by his power they may become the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and so, and so that those who take part and the Eucharist may be one body and one spirit. Some liturgical traditions put the epiclesis after the anamnesis. In the institution narrative, the power of the words 
and the action of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit make sacramentally present under the species of bread and wine, Christ's body and blood, his sacrifice offered on the cross once for all. In the anamnesis that follows, the, Christ, the church calls to mind the passion, resurrection, and glorious return of Christ Jesus. She presents to the Father the offering of his Son, which reconciles us with him. In the intercessions, the church indicates that the Eucharist is celebrated in communion with the whole church in heaven and on earth, the living and the dead, and in communion with the pastors of the church, the Pope, the diocesan bishop, the presbyterium, and his deacons, and all the bishops of the whole world together with their churches. In the communion, preceded by the Lord's Prayer and the breaking of the bread, the faithful receive the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation. The body and blood of Christ who offered himself for the life of the world. Because this bread and wine have, become, have been made Eucharist, Eucharisted according to an ancient expression, we call this food Eucharist, and no one may take part in it unless he believes that what we teach is true has received baptism for the forgiveness of sins and new birth, and lives in keeping with what Christ taught. Roman numeral five, the sacramental sacrifice, thanksgiving memorial presence. If from the beginning Christians have celebrated the Eucharist, in, and in a form whose substance has not changed despite the great diversity of times and liturgies, it is because we know ourselves to be bound by the commandment the Lord gave on the eve of his passion. Do this in remembrance of me. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.